Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Out of the Blue, this is our first show for 2017. We are extremely happy to be back. You're with Donna and Matt today, and we've got a couple of guests in the studio with us who I will introduce very soon, right after this cut. You're tuned to 855 AM 3CR. support the rights of Indigenous Australians. They mean to save our culture and save our dreams, our footprints, dreams, our songline and keep our culture going strong. Of course a lot of the Aboriginals having been stolen were put into state care and also others The recognition were... of what our people have been through in the last 200 years, the recognition of our culture in the last 40,000 years and the recognition of where we are heading into the future. Welcome to uh, Survival Day, Invasion Day. 223 years ago the white man landed on our shores. Subscribe to 3CR and help keep Indigenous voices on air. Call us on 941983 or visit 3cr.org.au. Subscribe now. You're tuned to 855 AM 3CR and it's Out of the Blue, first show for 2017. Welcome back, Donna. Thank you too, Matt. Um, We are joined in the studio today by two guests. Um, Our first guest is Andrew Vance. Welcome, Andrew. Good morning, everybody. Welcome Um, back to our (laughs) former co-host, Andrew Vance, as well. You may remember him from such shows as... Vance, can you remember any of your old shows? Oh my goodness, we must have been talking about Mesa in those days. I and, think so. Yeah, Delta Goodrum, something like that. Two Bays, yep, still doing those sort of things. Cool, so we'll be hearing a bit more about Two Bays uh, later in the show. Um, so for those of you who didn't tune in a number of years ago when Andrew was hosting um, various <laughs> shows on 3CR, Andrew's uh, the Sustainability Coordinator at Melbourne Girls College um, and also a Marine Educator for the Two Bays Project as well. Um, and also in the studio is Year 9 student from Melbourne Girls College, Lucy Skelton. Hello. Welcome, Lucy. Is this your first time on radio? Yes, it is. Well, a very warm welcome to you, and I'm glad that we get to have you on Out of the Blue this morning. Um, Lucy's also a graduate of the Ocean Youth Program, which has been organised by Sea Life Trust, and we're going to be hearing a bit about that from Lucy right now. So, 
Lucy, you participated in the program, Ocean Youth. Um, can you tell us a little bit about it and what it is? Um, yeah, sure. The Ocean Youth Program is a program run by the Sea Life Trust where it focuses on marine issues and marine problems and things like that and how to tackle them. <laughs> marine. Um, and mm-hmm. it's a really good for students. Uh, I think it's 13 to 18 and if it's really good. It's it's one weekend per month. And on the first day of the weekend, you'll learn about theory for a marine species. For example, we focus on marine mammals or turtles or sharks. And then the next day you go do something, considering that, which was really cool. Awesome. And how did you get involved in it? So how did you hear about Was it through the school or was it through a trip to the aquarium? Hmm. Or I heard it through a friend who heard it through um, Vance over here. <laughs> And then she told me how excited she was. And I was like, oh, wow, that sounds absolutely amazing. And then I applied and I got in and I was very excited. Great. Congratulations. And that was last year, 2016. Cool. So highlights of the the program? Highlights? um, Your favourite field trip, maybe? (laughs) Um, There were so many. We got to swim with dolphins and (laughs) dive with sharks in the aquarium, Melbourne Aquarium. Yep, and that was really incredible. But one of my other favourite parts of it would have been to create your own project because part of that is you have to create your own project. By the end of it, you're mentored about a marine subject and I absolutely loved that. So just before you talk about your project, what was it actually like for someone so young to actually go diving with sharks? I mean, how big are these creatures that you went swimming with? um, We swam with a few reef sharks and it's when you're in the water with them, people seem to be so scared but they're the most amazing creatures ever and to get really close to them was just incredible i personally loved it so So what sort of what sort of species did you dive with do you remember white tip does that sound yeah Yeah, white white tip reef sharks and gray nurse gray nurse yes um and i think they're endangered species at the moment so to swim with one of those was just (laughs) really special That's cool. great. And so was it, did it go for the whole year? It went for the whole year, February to around... Just like school November? sort of dates, you know? Yeah, um, it was around that and it was really good. Okay. Yeah, it was really And nice. do you get any kind of recognition at school for doing that? Do you get any sort of credit or time off or anything like that? No, not honestly. No, so, <laughs> it's, so it's pretty intense extra work. It's pretty intense on. extra work, but... When you really enjoy what you're doing, it didn't really feel like work. It was kind of more like you came back to school after the weekend. You'd be like, that's one with dolphins. <laughs> and um, everyone would be like, oh, that's so cool. And then they'll, they'll try to join this year. And I think that's really cool. Yeah, good. The enthusiasm spreads. Nice. So your project was about climate change. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, something correct. you're obviously passionate about. I'm very passionate And you chose that, sub- that sort of topic yourself they weren't kind of allocated yeah out. yeah um we were allocated a marine group well me and my partner we were allocated penguins and i obviously before that was really passionate about climate change and then when we got put with penguins we were like yay we can <laughs> we can use this and um that was really good yeah cool. so you allocated penguins so you got to like take one home or something or yeah, that no, um, we didn't. <laughs> although that sounds cool, but probably very bad for the penguins. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, yeah, I was going to say that Lucy actually did this program as a year eight student. Like she is one out of the box, and she's also involved in the Australian Youth Climate Coalition. So mm-hmm. she's very passionate, but she also um, stands behind her passion, and she gets out there and and really does stuff. So mm-hmm. I'm really proud of her. She's an amazing Thank ambassador. You. That's great. Cool. So what kind of things did the project cover? Was it a research-focused or um, can you tell us a little bit more about it? 
So and what you found, I mm. guess. Yeah. Well, at the start of the year, I thought I'd done a few AYCC conferences. I'd been to a few rallies here and there, and I'd done a few things like that. And I learned a lot from my school and from Vance. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to say that. And um, <laughs> it was absolutely incredible. It was kind of like so much insight, and you went there... And you learnt so much. So we started the year and I was just like, okay, yeah, I'm going to be this huge person and everyone's going to know my name and it's going to be great. I'm going to be an environmentalist. <laughs> and then, like, you realise, it's like, oh, well, it doesn't really work like that. And, and I, at the start, I grew up with basically didn't know how to recycle. I thought the biggest environmental problem was litter on the streets. Like, I didn't know anything. And I didn't really know that much. I wasn't... I had just never been really educated. And then I came to Melbourne Girls College and I was like, and someone, a friend of mine was just like, oh, you do want to come see the environment team with me? And I was like, oh, the environment team. <laughs> and then I turned up and I was like, oh my God, this is just, what? How did this happen when I wasn't watching? <laughs> and now I'm really, really passionate and I'm trying to do everything I can. And as part of that, I thought I, I'm really interested in the sciences and things like that, so I learned, tried to learn the climate science behind it. So I, when I was told the science behind it, I understood it. But then if I go up to someone else who isn't so interested in it and try to explain it the same way, they're not going. They're probably not mm. going to want to listen so or you, just don't care. Did you get a feel for the scientific process? Did you have to collect data, things like that? We personally didn't have to collect data. It was more of a research by internet okay. <laughs> and by different people in the field. How we learn much? We got mentors by, from the ocean from. Sea Life Trust to work there from the Melbourne Aquarium and then they would always be willing to lend a helping hand and I thought that was really amazing. That's great. So do you present your project at any stage to your peers or yes. and your mentors? Yep. Yeah. At the end of the program, you're expected to create a campaign and that was my campaign by the end of it mm -hmm. about climate change, about educating people and debunking myths and things like that because there's so many preconceptions about climate change that even the that two different people take on and I was really passionate about that to make other people passionate because I always from becoming someone who just didn't know anything about the environment basically to going straight into passionate mode going this is I've got to do everything now and I felt mm. like I kind of had to make up for it but I'm really happy now yeah cool. really yeah there's cool. something really powerful about going on that journey of being either not ignorant but of not knowing all the way through to being a really passionate supporter for something mm. and it's being able to take people on that journey sometimes it can help them get through all of those stages of not knowing to knowing a little bit to suddenly caring to then wanting to actually mm. act and do something yeah. and then share their story again yeah. so congratulations yeah, that was like really yeah, cool well, part of my mm. campaign was to create those connections for example it's pretty hard to make people fall in love with a tree but then if you say this is actually going to affect your family and this is going to affect where you live and this is going to affect so many different things they they'll go oh Mm. Oh, okay, I should probably... <laughs> yeah, it's finding what people value mm. and connecting it with yeah. the environment and how they, that can influence One of my, one of my favourite cartoons is a picture of a tree saying it's a pity trees don't give out free Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw that too. Yeah. yeah, because, yeah, I've read that one too. It was, if trees if trees gave, gave out free Wi-Fi, everyone would start planting them, but instead they give out oxygen, which yeah, we, we really, know. really need. <laughs> so so your project, what, what, do you, what was the biggest sort of thing you got out of that what did you find that you didn't know before do you think I had so many preconceptions and it wasn't preconceptions about debunking myths and climate change or anything like that it was kind of more like did I I thought I understood it but I didn't really 
really grasp the concept. I knew what I was talking about, but then I'd just take on different parts and then some. there were so many holes in it that I wanted to understand. And after that, I feel like I've known so much more now and I feel like I'm, I can really explain it to someone properly. Was there a particular resource you found that you think would be really good for people to look at or did you sort of have to do a lot of searches on a lot of different sites to put, put it all together? Mm. It was more... Well, there was a lot, a lot of documentaries. For example, Cowspiracy was a really big it's thing a great about documentary. animal documentary. Yeah, I really like mm. it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then also just by word of mouth, for example, Vance. And, yep. Yeah. Um, Vance <laughs> and Mr. Vance. Yeah, I, I have to call him that. So like, I'm at <laughs> school, so it's hard. Yeah, the, the studio here's a safe zone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, and all the people at Sea Life Trust. And I was the youngest one in the program at Ocean Youth. So there were so many people who were already passionate. And then they were like, oh, yeah, I'm vegan. And I wear these type of clothes. And I'm doing this. And I'm just going, oh, cool. I'll just join in. <laughs> and then it's really eye-opening. And, you know, when you find find your tribe almost. It's yeah, really cool. It's really cool. What, what sort of other projects were the other great. students looking at? The other projects, um, microplastics was one of them, science for turtles on beaches, for example, light pollution and things like that. Mm-hmm. There was also one with ecotourism and whales about how close you get to them and things like that. She wanted to look more into that. And what are other ones? One, one of the ones I really liked from the previous year was a girl who was into yachting and mm. she was really... Um, Outrage when she found out what happened to sort of the effluent um, that came out of yachts um, when they were sort of anchored remotely. And so she was uh, got really organised and actually started campaigns to create pumping stations at, um, cool. at marinas in various places yeah, around, really the, cool. around the country. It's like what caravanning has. Mm. They have like dump points and stuff. Yeah, mm, that's great. That for boats mm. as well. Yeah. yeah. And this was a high school student that did this. Talking yeah, about in the previous year's program. Yeah. <laughs> Effluence and effluence. <laughs> yeah, I just said we've taken out of the blue to a new low. <laughs> We're very influential. <laughs> so where can we find out more about the projects? Is it on the Sea Life website? Like can we go there and have a look at them ourselves? Can, and I think so, but um, there are so many connections and things like that, but I'm not <clears> sure <throat> potentially where you'd find them. But they're really trying to get out there and known mm. So probably on the Sea Life Trust page, I personally haven't gone there myself to find out if they are there. But how did you apply for it, and was it was it pretty tough to get in? Was there a lot of competition? Or? Personally, I don't think that. Yes, no, I'm not actually <laughs> quite sure. But just I don't know how many people applied or how many yeah. people. But there were twelve of us in the end, and it was really cool because okay. just a small tight group. Everyone got to know everyone. Everyone got to know where they were so came from. And 12 cool. people for all of Victoria. I think they're in Sydney and Mooloolabar as mm. well. Yeah. So 12 people for all of Victoria. So that, to me, sounds pretty competitive. Yeah. So, you've done well. <laughs> so I guess for students listening to this, you want to start applying now again and again and again yep. until you get through by the sounds of it. Yep. Mm. Sounds very worthwhile. Yeah, it's yeah. really worthwhile. It's amazing. Oceanyouth.org is, uh, is cool. one of the best yeah. easiest ways to find them. Yeah. And just search Ocean Youth and I think you'll get the Sea Life link as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we'll put a link to that on our um, Facebook page as well for any of our listeners who are interested in either applying or just checking it out and learning more. So what what happens after you've done your year? Is that it? Or do you have the opportunity to sort of continue on with what you've done? Well, we've kept a group Facebook page so people will be like, oh, well, I'm putting this my campaign here or I'm trying to 
work out here and we'll be like oh cool we can help it we can help you out in this way so we're all keeping contact which is really good i think um in that Mm. regard so i'm really happy with that and there was a bit of an age range as well in the group wasn't there yes say 13 to 18 yeah it was 13 to 18 but um me being 14 and i think it's no i think it's 14 now actually because to do the shark dive it's You've got to be 14, actually. Okay. So it's 14 to 18, and I was 14, so I got <laughs> got in just in time. And, yeah, there was a really wide range of people. So if you wanted to do a seaweed dive, you could maybe be a bit younger, potentially. <laughs> yeah. With the red algae or something We did like actually that. do a sea dragon um, snorkel, which yeah. is really cool. Oh, where? <laughs> um, Flinders? I don't think... Oh, I saw my first there. weedy sea dragon snorkeling so at Flinders cool. last weekend and I was Ooh. really excited. Yeah, that, was <laughs> that was amazing. It's like pretty hard to see them, but then someone pointed out and I was like, oh, I see it now. Yeah. It's like yeah, flooding seaweed. It. <laughs> cool. I also saw the biggest ray I've ever seen in my entire life at Flinders. Yeah, they're Huge. incredible. They look so much bigger oh, underwater as well. It's oh, like an aeroplane really going past mm-hmm. or something. So good. Yeah. yeah, my friend thought it was a whale. <laughs> <laughs> So were you, were you snorkeling or? Yeah, yeah, snorkeling. Okay. Yeah, and did yeah. it just go under you? Or? Yeah, yeah, it was huge. Yeah. It's pretty cool. We'll talk about that yeah. later. I want to go do that now. <laughs> yeah, Flinders is really good. Yeah. I got caught in a fishing line though, but oh. that's another story. Yeah. It's quite a competitive beer <laughs> for fish and there's divers everywhere, snorkelers. It's really yeah. good. Cool. All right, well, um, we might take a short break and come mm-hmm. back and speak to Andrew about um, what he's been up to. 3CR programs provide information and analysis you won't hear in the mainstream. Today we'll be looking at the legacy of the US war on Vietnam on Laos. And as far as corporate capitalism is concerned, it is the worst political and economic system that you can have. Our laws about jailing refugees and asylum seekers are so well crafted. Sex is not irrelevant and we like who we are, but we don't have to be imprisoned by our gender. Become a subscriber today. Call us on 9419 8377 or visit 3cr.org.au. 3CR, the voice of dissent. Welcome back to Out of the Blue. You're tuned to 855 AM 3CR. Um, You're with Matt and Donna this morning and our two guests, Lucy and Andrew. And we are going to hear a little bit from Andrew now about... The Pedal Cinema that uh, Melbourne Girls College are putting on. Can you tell us a bit about the event you've got coming up? Absolutely. Now, it might not sound like there is a huge marine link there, but ask me what film we're projecting. What film are you projecting? I'm glad you asked that. (laughs) Um, This year it will be, as voted by the students of Melbourne Girls College, Finding Dory. Nice. Nice. Yep. And, of course, it's... uh, it's our, our seventh year of running this event. It's completely carbon neutral and um, all of the electricity comes from the community and the students literally generating the electricity via uh, generator bikes or rowing machines. And so we've partnered with the Sustainable Living Festival and other organisations um, to create this community event that um, makes people more aware about living sustainably and understand that... Um, you can still do the fun things in life. You only have to change the way that you go about getting there to do it. Now, the, sorry, Donna, the, um, the cinema actually runs off the pedal or the rowing power, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, and you have quite a lot of people there. But how many people do you actually have at a time generating the electricity? 
Yeah, so we've got four exercise bikes and four ergo rowing machines hooked up to battery banks. Um, so it's a very real problem. It's kind of stressful on the night that if, um, <laughs> yeah, if we don't pedal enough, really. electricity, mm. the film could stop. Yeah. So, um, But for an audience of, let's say, 200 or something like that, you sure. need eight people at a time, it's pretty, it's pretty reasonable prospect, isn't it? Mm. Well, it, you absolutely could not pedal the electricity to project uh, you know, a, a full-size film. So maybe not IMAX? Or? Not, not the IMAX. But um, the thing that we have in droves is enthusiastic students. So mm. we start, it's a, it's a year eight tradition. We start our year, year eights off pedaling and, and rowing at 9am in the morning. And it works out that that's pretty much almost enough electricity on the on their own for the students to run the film. Um, so it's about, if you're wondering, a kilowatt hour to run a feature length film on a on a pretty high powered projector and a decent sound system. Um, but then we also have a bit of a festival around this, and we have um, sustainable food, and we have this carbon neutral coffee from this amazing organisation called With One Bean, who um, who have this social enterprise um, in East Timor, um, and so they come down literally on their pedal powered coffee cart. Cool. Um, and so, if you want to actually, we, we wanted all of our you know consumers of Melbourne to come and have a completely carbon neutral event. Uh, experience. Um, so hence, you can't just come and watch a watch a film and then go and get coffee that's you know emitting carbon dioxide out in, into the atmosphere. So it's the the coffee is, is carbon neutral, but then the the actual um, uh, you know frothing of the milk and the, the brewing, process to get the process to of cup, brewing yeah. it. Um, we decided a couple of years ago that that should be carbon neutral as well. So we challenged people to actually jump on a bike or the ergo machine and actually contribute the power so that the whole event is actually human-powered. And if you're wondering, it's about 20 minutes on an espresso and unless you're Cadell Evans. Wow. Yeah. So... If I was going to come along, am I going to get put on a bike? Absolutely. <laughs> or, okay, so it's not just the students pedalling. No. It's yeah. a free-for-all. Anyone can jump on a bike it is, it or a rowing machine. It is optional, though, isn't it? You yeah. don't. There's not a roster when you walk in the door. <laughs> <laughs> we, don't, we don't want to turn yeah. people away, uh, turn people off the event, but you will be encouraged and, and provided with the opportunity to jump on a device and now, see you, what you can actually do contribute. Do you provide lycra at the door? Or you have to <laughs> it's a mammal-free event, <laughs> Matt. Okay. Um, Excellent. Yeah. Continue. So, um, no, Lycra is not encouraged. We're encouraging people to dress up as their favourite character from the Finding Nemo or Finding Dory series. That is is thoroughly encouraged. But, um, yeah, our old men in Lycra are um, encouraged to be modest. Okay. Yeah. So when is this all happening? Date and how do we buy tickets? Yep. Give it the plug. It's the 24th of February, mm-hmm. part of the Sustainable Living Festival um, at Melbourne Girls College, which is Yarra Boulevard in Richmond on the beautiful banks of the Yarra River. Um, it's The gates open at 5pm. We have our amazing student musicians and performers performing mm. on the carbon neutral stage until the sun goes down enough for us to start projecting the film. Um, we've got um, pedal-powered smoothies. We've got a barbecue. Um, we've got the Australian Youth Climate Coalition <coughs> down there. Um, various local organisations with environmental organisations sort of um, talking about what they do. So... Um, Lots and lots of fun, and you can bring your own food um, or you can buy food from us when you get there. Tickets yes. available online or at the gate. So mm-hmm. what's uh, the website there? 
it's our school website, which is mgc.vic.edu.au forward slash pedal cinema. How many years have you been doing this now? It's our seventh year. Wow, okay. Yeah. So our second year running with the Ergo Machines. Yeah. So uh, previously we only had the bikes hooked up, um, but we actually a couple of years ago applied for this amazing prize called the Zayed Future Energy Prize provided by the United Arab Emirates government and could not believe that we actually won. And so we got some funding um, to investigate how to convert the ergo, to, uh, sorry, the bike technology into ergos, which um, turned out to be a lot more complicated than we thought it would be, but it was a lot of fun trying, and, and the girls got hooked up with some mentored by some young women engineers from a company called Invitech, which we can't cool. thank them enough, worked with the girls for a year to not only get this prototype to actually work, but we also set... Um, the design brief quite made it quite complex for them because we said we want these to be useful we want these to actually feel like a real ergo machine which is trying to feel like a real <laughs> rowing boat what do you call it lucy what do you call those things skulls, skulls. or something oh, yeah because yeah. i brought lucy in here particularly today because she is not only a student of melbourne girls college but also a rower herself yes <laughs> so so how do you feel have you what i mean what is it like to be on an ergo machine um on an ergo machine it depends on what intensity you're going at, but it can be quite difficult or it can be quite relaxing depending on how hard you're pushing and pulling and mm. everything like that. So actually getting the connection between the ergo generators and the rowing. So if you wanted to do that part of the rowing program, you've got to make it seem like it because otherwise you're not getting the full work that you're mm. trying, that you would have been doing otherwise mm. on a normal ergo. So in theory, the ergo machine would be using more muscles in your body, so you'd think you'd be able to generate more electricity but then again, bike technology is yeah, pretty old. Yeah, what's more efficient? Yeah. So the bikes generate more per, like for the effort that you put in? Well, I guess the ergos are designed for resistance, whereas bikes mm. are designed for efficiency, so you probably could redesign an ergo to be more efficient with gearing. I think the only way you'll find out is if you come along to Melbourne Girls College on the 24th. Test February. it out for yourself. Okay. Yeah. All right. Noted. Yep. Definitely um, just quickly, Mr Vance, um, you're also a marine educator with Two Bays. Yeah. You've got a bit of an update there The for Two us. Bays project is this amazing project. It's actually in its 11th year this year. And it go, the Two Bays, of course, are Port Phillip and Western Port. Um, and it's an organisation, a not-for-profit, who are partnering with Two Bays and EPA who have been on board since the beginning 11 years ago it's this amazing catamaran um, built here in Melbourne specifically for marine research and education and yeah I've been involved for the last few years as a teacher on board uh, working with indigenous kids um, various students from across Melbourne taking them out connecting them to to sea country telling them about um, the actual marine research that's going on board but also the the best part of it for me is actually uh, going out there with Boonwurrung and Wurundjeri elders who are actually talking about the the stories and the creation stories of the of the two bays and actually marrying that up with the science that's being done and um, I'd love to talk talk more about it but it's going from the 10th of Feb until roughly the 7th of March as it does every year um, and there are actually opportunities for people to come on board this year to go on sunset sailing trips from 7pm till 9pm. I think, so. um, unfortunately, we're running out of time, but long-term listeners will know Natalie Davey, who's been on the show a few times, so we mm. might get you both back in soon. Yeah, I'd love to be to, back. To mm. update yep. about So that. if you want to look at that, that's Saltwater Projects at mm. svpelican.com.au. Cool. We can put a link to that on our Facebook page as well. Um, quickly before we wrap up, a couple of events um, coming up on the... 
Ocean Calendar, <laughs> the Ocean Film Festival at the Astor Theatre um, on the 29th of March. That's oceanfilmfestival.com.au. And Clean Up Australia Day, Sunday the 15th, 5th, sorry, Sunday the 5th of March. Various locations head to their website. Um, there's a huge clean-up happening at Jawbone um, Marine Sanctuary and the Paisley Chalice Wetlands in Williamstown, and that's where I'll be representing Scab Duty, yay, um, and Sea Shepherd Marine Debris Team will be there as well, and Friends of Willie Wetlands, Jawbone Marine Care Sanctuary Group. So head on down there or head to the website and find your spot to clean up. And I think that's all we've got time for. Um, thanks for tuning in to Out of the Blue. We'll be back next week. And up next is Sally with Out of the Pan.